I'm Nana. I'm Stevie. And we are back. The Ghibli Files has returned after a little bit of a hiatus because everything's been going a bit crazy with the pandemic. But yeah, Nana and Stevie are back in the house. Unfortunately, we are still doing yeah. doing these over the over Discord. Um, we were gonna do uh, in person, but something cropped up at the last minute. But I'm really hoping next week we can do a face to face recording, get some beers in, and just probably talk for about an hour on anime because I'm ho- also hoping to catch up on a lot of the series that I started a couple of weeks ago, months ago, which I have yeah. not watched ages because of work um and they i think all of them are pretty much completed like tower i'm not tower of god um god of high school i think is completed now um yeah there's a couple of new things out there that i might we're going to talk about real quick today um but yeah man what what have you been watching in in this like uh, the last couple of months Oh, a couple of months, yeah, fuck. Um, I, was, I, was, I was trying to rack my brains to what go back, and I've I just got such a shitty memory. But right now, I am currently watching, um, I'm getting, in my lunch breaks, it's quite convenient to just, like, get out of the office, because I'm obviously working from home, mm. and I work in the shed in my garden. Um, so it's nice to kind of get out and have some food, and then go and sit down and watch a bit of Funimation. Mm. So I've been... Sticking episodes of um oh now oh, my brain's gone blank. It's <laughs> the one about fire. It's the one about fire. Um Fire Force. <laughs> fire Force. Yeah. <laughs> Me. I'm terrible. Um and it's really fun. Yeah, it's good fun. Um it's an interesting kind of like universe it's set in and uh they're starting to kind of build the characters and it seems to be laid out that, like, now for the rest of the season, they're going to be investigating all the other Fire Force teams. Mm. Um, and they're number eight, and there's something something suspicious going on. So, yeah, yeah they, is, they're is, going is, around. Is this still season one? Because I'm pretty sure season yeah, two is dropped. Yeah, just just season one. Um, uh, yeah, literally, I think I watched the first episode yonks ago. Mm. Um, and then, so in the last week, I've kind of picked up the i think i'm on episode five now um yeah it's, it's a good lot of fun um sort of animations kind of is animation is fairly basic but you know like in terms of like expressions but um every now and again you can see like they've gone and really kind of like you know cg'd it up and really kind of like cleaned cleaned a few kind of scenes up and you're like Woof, that's nice nice um so yeah but then I mean, that kind of pales into insignificance when compared to what I did on Wednesday, which was go off to Basingstoke oh, nice. um, to the View Cinema there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, every single seat in that cinema is a leather reclining seat. Ooh. Um, and fucking, yeah, every fucking seat is a leather recliner. Mm-hmm. And the ticket cost me... Um, six pound 99 what how <laughs> yeah and i went and saw akira remastered it in 4k yeah um on an imax screen and fuck me it was amazing oh it was just so beautiful it was i've seen akira on my tv and i thought it was amazing you know like we i think it was back late last year i think it was november or december showed my daughter 
was kind of like this is now an education you have to watch yeah. you're into anime and actually with both my kids yeah um and i was like you guys have got to see this movie because it's a, a groundbreaking movie when it came out and it's you know it's a cult classic this is this changed the world of anime mm. and the way that the the world kind of perceives it the western world perceives it certainly yeah um and yeah we i think i just down I rented it from amazon or something you know and we stuck it on it was lovely and kids were like this is amazing wow and there's nothing compared to watching it on an IMAX. Honestly, it just was phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. I Honestly, if anybody has ever like remotely considered it, even if you haven't considered it, you have to go and see this movie or in, in, in a cinema. It's just watching it on a big screen, you see so much more and it's so enthralling. You just get... There's things that happened in in that movie that I didn't, you know, I just, I never kind of like appreciated and watching it on the big, big screen. You just, you got the feel, you got the sound, you can feel all the sounds in, in your bones, you know, and that bit when they're in the, in the sewers and they're, they're breaking in and um, into this, uh, what is it? The factory or whatever. And um, there's, there's those kind of hover bikes and they make this amazing noise and the just that whole bit was so fucking immense intense it was so ah you know it i was genuinely gripping my seat as the (laughs) hover bikes were whizzing by and like at one point the first bit they gets his head pushed down and then he they they pop back up again he's like retching because they're obviously you know it's they're in a load of like sewers and ah, uh, oh, just oh, so good, man, so good. So that was my week has been just wonderful because of that. You know, I've, it's been ridiculously busy. Yeah. Um, in other in my work, but this just totally wiped out the fact that work has been so busy. It was so good. Nice, nice. So nice. yeah. Um, yeah, that I, was really well. Obviously, good. there's not a lot much in the cinema, so if it stays in the cinema for a while. I'm gonna try my best to check it out because I have probably haven't seen Akira since all the adverts seen were saying that it was like the seventh and the eighth of um of October and that was it. No, so hopefully that, that... it comes back again. You know, no. So hopefully the seventh and eighth October is advanced previews. Oh, yeah. So it should be. So it, should, my... it should run for a little while. I just don't know how long they're gonna run for because obviously uh, a couple. Um, I want to say Cineworld have closed their cinemas. And yeah, then, I know. Shit. That's hectic, isn't it? Yeah, and then Odeon are switching to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think. They're not going to be opening Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday anymore for the foreseeable future. So, yeah. So, yeah. If, if I don't catch it, to be honest, like... I, I mean, yeah, shit. It's in. It's it's still going strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking here. You can, I can go down to Pomp... P... It's on every day in Pompey. Oh, Three showings in the IMAX in the view. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, yeah, man, this is awesome. It's still so. Fuck me, you got to get and watch that. It's so yeah. good. No, I might, have, oh, I might, I might have you, definitely have to go check yeah. it out. Um, but yeah, just to, you're, you're in Croydon, aren't you? Yeah, Croydon. So we got we got a couple of views. Well, a couple of views. We got a view of Valley Park. So again, just seeing what yeah, the, Croydon Grants. 
Oh Cradle yeah, I, for, I forgot about Grants. I forgot about Cradle and Grants. Wow, that shows how long it's been since I've like left my house and like adventured into the world properly. <laughs> that I forgot we had a cinema <laughs> in Central Cradle. That's crazy. Uh, sweet, sweet. Yeah, you gotta watch it. It's so fucking good. So mm. fucking good. So I just want to uh, quickly mention a couple of new animes that have like recently started. Um, mm. So one of them is Burn the Witch. It's like the Bleach sequel, but it's not Bleach. It's set in the same universe as Bleach, but I believe that it's set in a, a Western district uh, in a place called Reverse London, and it follows these two witches around. Um, it's been rumored for a while and I believe episode one dropped yesterday. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also as one, I always say this one wrong. It's Nob- Noblis. Uh, that's recently just dropped on, uh, Crunchyroll. Um, it's a high, another highly anticipated anime. Um, it's based on a manhwa. So again, a lot of, a lot of good things coming out, uh, on Crunchyroll with the, uh, Webtoons app. And the last one, I, I'm not even going to oh, pronounce it. I think it's... What's, sorry, what's Noblesse about? Uh, so, Noblesse... Let me just quickly pull it up. Uh, red eyes and a bit of a sharp-looking face. Uh, uh, so, Noblesse is a South Korean manual releases web to written by Son Ji-Hoo. Uh, what is... Uh, give me a little synopsis. Uh, Noblesse is about a powerful noble, Cadis... He's referred to as Rai, who has been asleep for 820 years with no knowledge of mankind's advancement and scientific success. Um, Rai wakes up in an abandoned building in South Korea and starts to get used to the modern world. He goes to a school where he reunites with his loyal servant, Frankenstein. With Frankenstein's help, Rai enrolls into high school and inadvertently befriends Athletina Shiwu, computer geek Ikan, and Shinoo's crush Yunu, and a few others. Noblis follows the group's often dangerous adventures against a secret organization while uncovering Rise past. So that's the awesome. synopsis of that. Awesome. Um, I don't have to say that. Sounds amazing. Yeah, so again, like, I, I just need to get the situation when I can jump back in to watch anime again. Um, there's so much out there. Like, we're, we're starting to get into that winter slate, so there's a lot of new things coming out. Um, even, like, Netflix is dropping on, on some new stuff. Um, I want to say, hold on, two seconds. What did I just see a trailer for? It was Blood of Zeus. Oh, like, on Netflix? Yeah, Blood of Zeus comes out October 27th. Um, oh. it, looks, it, it looks really good. Like, I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, yeah, man. So, like, again, we're ending that winter slate. So, there's a lot of... Uh, obviously, it's going to be dependent on COVID, but there's going to be a lot of animes getting a season twos. Uh, a lot of new stuff coming out. Um, so again, once I go through get into the swing of things where I can get back to watching anime, we'll be updating you guys on some of the new things we're watching as well. Yeah. Nice. Right. So I'm not going to beat about too much for longer. Uh, we're going to get into the movie that we're going to be reviewing today, which is The Wind Rises. Um, I-, I think this is like the second to last Studio Ghibli film on available on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think the last one is what's the last one called? What I think it's. I oh know we've watched from Up on Poppy Hill, haven't we? Oh, it's called When Marnie Was There. That's okay. the one. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't watched it yet either. All right, so yeah. the wind rises. A lifelong love of flight inspires Japanese aviation engineer Jiro 
Harakushi, whose story career includes the creation of the A6M World War II fire plane. Um, so, if you, the English cast of this is pretty stonking. You've got Emily Blunt yeah. as Nahoko. You've got John Krasinski as Honjo. You've got Stanley Tuchik yeah. as Giovanni Batista. You've got Martin Short. Got Hideki Anno, you got Nuroi Takimoto. Like, this, this, it's a stacked cast, man. Like, um, I watched this in Japanese, um, as I normally do, and I just found it just really entertaining. Um, Just without getting into any further details, I'm going to give this a 5 out of 5 Tortoise. Wow! That's amazing. Just Mm. straight out like that. Wow. Yep. Fucking A. Uh, so, now, why? Why? I'm intrigued. So, what, mate, it must have been something that just knocked your socks off. What, like, what was it? I, and, do you know what? I thought this was one of their older films. I didn't, I didn't realise this was like one of Studio Ghibli's like recent films. This film came out in 2013 yeah. and um, yeah. it's obviously directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Um, you know, it's animated by Studio Ghibli, as of course, and it's obviously just uh, for the West. It's been distributed by uh, Walt Disney. Um, I just like I really like the art style. Again, as always, of like literally ninety five percent of the Studio Ghibli films, the animation is just really crisp. Uh, I really yeah. enjoyed yeah. the mu- like the music for every scene was just like spot on. It like it just fit what was going on, and um, I just really like the story. Do you know what I mean? Like. It had an elements of a love story. It had an elements of a guy, you know, <clears throat> like going through his, going through his life and like achieving his goals. Um, and I like the, I wouldn't say transitions the right way, but I liked how we like you saw him when he was really young. That you saw him as like a teenager. Yeah. That you saw him as a young adult, and then like you saw him as a man. And like, yeah, for me, again, it was just like the attention to detail in a Studio Ghibli movie. So. Um, when I was younger, I was like very interested in um, war planes, didn't it? So like you had a Spitfire. Um, again, I, I can't really yeah. remember them now because obviously it's been so great. But like you know, in the playground, we would like play World War. We pretend to be playing. So I've always had a, like a small little fascination with um, planes. So to have something that where like yeah. it went through how they went from like the very basic aircraft to then like you know getting getting what we kind of have today it was really interesting to see and again yeah that single wing single yeah. wing go from like biplanes to to a single metal wing exactly um, exactly and then just how like yeah. you know he could like see in his mind whether the plane was going to be successful or not um i i, I, I we'll get into it more because there's other things i want to say but give me your like surface views and then give me your rating well yeah i mean so i've just written in my notes at the top of the page was if you love planes you'll appreciate this movie <laughs> um, because this this movie is just it's all about like this is like uh they have gone into gone to town on like the the real kind of like that if you know if you understand planes you, you'll you'll listen to what they're talking about and be like they know this shit you know like mm. they're like yeah it, so um, I mean, when I when I first watched this, I think it would have been a four out of five um, Totoro's, because mm-hmm. you know, like for me, that like, initially the five out of five is the ones like you know, Spirited Away or How's Moving Castle. Yeah. But 
as always, the more I um, the more I researched this movie and the more I thought about it, <laughs> the better it got. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to match you on this. It's a five, five Yay. out of five for me. I I fucking loved it, and the just there's so much depth to this movie, and there's so many like I tried breaking it down into different like you know like sections like um, story animation and characters um and they're all just like fucking wonderful like the story i just put a big tick <laughs> like i just i got hooked and I, I wanted to know what happened and it took it didn't dwell too long on 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 bits it, it kept the story it felt like it kept going yeah you know that there were slower parts of the storyline uh, you know like when he went off to the to the mountains um but that was, you know, that was him then falling in love and, and not thinking about his career so yeah. much. And well, again, yeah, again he... I just like. Oh, sorry. <laughs> again, like, I think with, detail, aren't I? Um, with that, yeah, like I, like I feel it was like you know when like sometimes you need to like clear your head and go somewhere else to then try and yeah. like yeah. do your work in it. So I felt like he, that's what he went out there to do, and he, as as a bonus, you know, he he fell in love and like. Yeah. I really, I, I like the fact that, like, you know, it was obvious that he's gonna meet that girl again, and they were gonna fall in love. But like, I just, I just liked how it went and how, like, you yeah. know, they progressed the story. Um, I'm just gonna go back to the beginning a bit. I thought the opening scene was just really good. Um, you didn't, there was no, there was no like talking for like three to five minutes. It was just him yeah. as a child, like, trying to ride this biplane. Bi- and then it just collapsed yeah. and then him falls to the ground. Because oh, I, I was a little bit like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? You know, like, initially started off with this dream sequence, which I wasn't, initially I wasn't sure if it was a dream sequence or if it was like, is this the actual movie? And he's like flying up in the air and he gets shot down and you're just like, what is going on right mm. now? But of course, that is pivotal to his sort of like, d- describe his like drive to to make planes and his love of flying and his yeah. just, you know, like how obsessed he was with it. And, ha- mm-hmm. and also how this character came into play of, um, Caproni. Yeah. Who's this, you know, like his men, his, his mental mentor, you know, the, his make, make believe mentor. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was actually really important to have all of that. Um, even and even like going up to the bit where he's on on the train um, and he first meets um, uh, what's her name? Nakamura. Satomi, yeah, now Kurt. Yeah, I can't pronounce her name. Satomi. Let's go with that. What is it? Let's just go with her signing, which was Satomi. Yeah, woman. But yeah, when he first meets her, and they're they're, they're, they're they're young, he's like a like a teenager, and she's she's a bit younger than him, I guess. Uh, it's hard to tell in in these movies, but mm. um, yeah, and and even that bit was it didn't feel like there was a huge amount of dialogue, if I recall. I, I think he was doing a little bit of narration, um, like, but but the what was going on in that bit was just so detail there was so much go- you know like watching the trains going along and the and then the, the the earthquake happen and fucking all of that stuff i was all the people and yeah i was just yeah was, there's a lot going on in that first in that first um so, first section wasn't so it? 
because you mentioned the earthquake, I'm just bringing this up now. Yeah, I love the earthquake. I like the fact that they made it sound like a monster. And um, yeah, obviously they should. Well, do you know a fun fact? Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the sound effects in um apparently the apparently the majority of the sound effects in this movie were made by people oh really uh by the, by the human voice so okay. uh, you have to rewatch it and uh and and sort of like look out for that okay that sounds pretty cool but yeah like i just like the fact that it sounded like a monster and it showed how much devastation yeah. an earthquake would cause especially back yeah. then do you know what i mean um but just moving on forward, just a little bit, like, I, th I thought his little, his little sister was kind of cute. Um, she was, she made me laugh and chuckle um, every time she she made an appearance. And again, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. like that. Like, again, you saw like when she was little, you saw like how they aged her, and like they kept some some of the like the features were just consistent in it as they aged the characters. I just thought that was really good. Yeah, um, yeah, and she had that same. Now, this is the thing, again, I've got to write the end of my notes here, um, was once again, we see the uh, the inclusion of a strong female character mm -hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Um, where, you know, like, uh, you, even though it's like, you know, it's he is the hero of this story, and, you know, his, his uh, the woman that he falls in love with is, is very delicate and everything, isn't she? Mm. But his sister is a fucking, like, strong empowered female character um because she's you know she decides she says she wants to become a doctor and there's lots of resistance and she fucking becomes a doctor at the mm. end of it doesn't she yeah um and she's always there like sticking her chin out Ooh, you know like yeah it's not it's not gonna take that mm. uh doesn't he oh Miyazaki loves the uh the strong empowered female yeah i just want to talk about again like how I love just the detail in this film. And again, it's just little mm. things that like film, not all filmmakers would do this, isn't it? So again, like I'm, another reason why I really enjoy this movie is because obviously I'm learning about trains, isn't it? And there was so many trains oh, in oh, this. Yeah. And as it went through like the different periods, you saw like the improvements on the trains. And again, like just the fact that they were oh, used. Oh, really? Yeah, so the the trains changed ever so slightly, really? and then in the really beginning, when that train was reversing and they were using the signals, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, that's actually something that still gets used today in this real world." And the fact that they've implemented it um, and just like done it accurately again, I was just like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And then there was a scene when it was like in his hotel room, and um, he was walking from like the garden porch bit back into his room, and he walks past the mirror and then in the mirror you've got his reflection done and i thought again that's just like really well done that they've got they've paid yeah. that much attention to the detail to include that yeah i mean if you think about the fact that this was done in 2013 compared mm. to you know some of the older ones done in the in the 80 well late 80s and, and 90s and stuff mm -hmm. um they should be making this should be like super detailed and, and you know like, this should be absolutely fucking amazing because yeah. they've had so much practice mm -hmm. you know and i think that's why um why i found again i keep bitching about it but like well this is why i found uh oh uh, what tales from mercy so disappointing because it's not that old in the sort of like the timeline and and yet it it missed some you know it this this was amazing mm. and that no, was definitely <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. 
so yeah um i um i i noticed this was sort of like um for me it kind of felt like a almost like um uh, like a docu soap you know like it was very historical a lot yeah, you know so you got it's... different categories of, of Miyazaki movies yeah. where some are really fantasy based some are very kind of like um spirits wise some are you know like technology wise this was just like a like a historical kind of recounting wasn't yeah. it it was a so on a, on the wikipedia it it's a fictional it's a fictional biography of um mm. what's his name now i forgot his name Jira. G- yeah jira horikoshi Her- Her- who um Hori- yeah, yeah, who invented the am6 mm-hmm. so, and it, so for me i thought this um this movie you know like uh i'm just enjoying all of the the detail and and the, you know like the 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 animation was great, uh, you know, storyline for, and the characters, the, they really dug into the main characters. And, yeah. You know, um, this, for me, it was was all about conflict, um, this movie was. You know, um, Jiro's passion was about making planes, and he was, uh, he, you know, he wanted to, that, that made him happy. Yeah. And yet he knew at the same time as making they were going to be used for war, which mm. he was totally against. He was very much a pacifist. Yeah. And he, you know, you see him numerous times, like disagreeing, you know, like had not, not appreciating the fact that the, you know, the way the, the country was being run or the fact they were in war or, or whatever. He almost blanched because he had to make his more, more important. Yeah actually like see his vision and blood and then at the same time had the conflict again with his with his his love interest where you know he fell in love with this woman but then she had tuberculosis mm. and was you know like he knew that she was probably gonna die yeah so there you know he his is almost like he was determined to live life to the full you know, you know, like he, he had this like he distrust him, where it was just like fuck it, I'm <sighs> gonna do it because it's gonna make me. So you've got a bit robotic. Uh, All right, you sound better, uh, um, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, gone. So yeah, no, but I was just saying about the fact that he kind of like he he. he he was living his life to the max, oblivious of not not thinking really ahead. He was just like, "I am going to do this. I've got my passion. I've fallen in love. I, I don't care what happens next." Mm. Um, so, and I kind of felt that was that kind of there was a lot of conflict built into that because he knew that his 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 love was going to die, and he knew that his planes were being used, you know, for the wrong intent, and yet he just carried on. Um, yeah. Yeah, in, that was an interesting element to this movie. Mm. Um, sorry, what was I going to say? I just forgot. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, the, the he was the designer of the Mitsubishi A5 um, fighter aircraft and its successor, the Mitsubishi A6M0, uh, which was used by Japan during World War II. Um, so, 
yeah, that's that's again, it's a fiction. It's a, it's a fictionalized biography film. Um, so there is mm. elements of truth to it, and there also there is also some, you know, fabrication or you know, grand grandizing, um, how things actually went. But I really the, uh, so the only negative that I have in this film, yeah, and mm. I can't even remember the guy's name, yeah, but a guy that was clearly like a German spy. Um, we didn't really get a, a closing. Um, like, oh no, he wasn't a. I don't think he was a German spy. Um, he was called Castorp, wasn't he? Mm. He was the guy who he met on holiday. Yeah. Whilst up in the mountains, and he was a German guy, but he was, um, he was very anti-Nazi. Yeah, he was. Um, but and, I felt like he was trying, like maybe not a spy, but I felt like maybe he was trying to, um, like he, he had connections, and he was trying to sort of like spread anti-nazi vibes or whatever yeah or think? maybe like steal yeah. the plans for the plane and then give it to the allies do you know what i mean yes like... yeah 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 because of course after that then the secret police were sort of investigating and they had to sort of hide Giro and yeah um in order to keep him going and and i actually researched into a little bit behind all of this and um the um you, you know when they went to um to germany as a sort of, a sort of like a research mission with yeah. her or like you know trip and they had to they mentioned this like renowned um junkers designer and he was young yeah junkers is yeah. was his name and he he produced like he basically his designs were used in all of the german like fighter planes mm-hmm. um but actually he was um initially you know before world war Two happened mm-hmm. um I think in the late twenties, or when basically once the once the Nazis came into power, they asked for his involvement in producing like fighter planes. Yeah, and he he, he denied it. He was like, "No, I'm not going to help you." Okay. Um, and so they then seized. They basically like charged him with treason and seized control of all of his you know all of his designs and all of his factories. Um, and he fucking died, like in what, I think nineteen thirty-five or thirty-six or, so, yeah. or something like that. Um, and you know he was like a fucking genius, and he was totally against the you know the Nazis and their ideals. And yeah. yet, his all of his genius went to produce these you know the Nazis' fighter planes and everything, mm. which is such a sad, so sad, man. You know, like. The fact that this guy, and again, this this story is kind of the same. These these guys weren't into what the government was trying to do, and yet all their designs were used to to produce fighter planes mm. when it should have been used to produce just planes, glorious planes to take people from one place to another. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I've got. Uh, what was I gonna? I was gonna say something about. Um, some of the characters um one thing i noticed about this was it was pretty you know there was a few main characters and that was about it mm-hmm. you know there was there was jiro and and um satomi um and then a few side characters like his friend um honjo mm-hmm. um and then mr kurakawa who is his supervisor? He's like yeah, boss the, at the factory. Yeah, who is little tiny guy. short guy? Yeah, fuck, fucking loved him. 
The way his hair um, bounced up and down made me laugh every time he was on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was cool. He was very much a characterization, wasn't he, of, mm-hmm. of a little short kind of angry guy. Um, and they, I've got a good um, factoid about this as well. Um, there, there's been like a lot of like suggestion that um, Miyazaki took inspiration from um, Pixar um, in this, where um, there's a chap called John Lasseter, Mm-hmm. who's like one of the main animators in Pixar and he has known Miyazaki since like 1981 and they have like John Lasseter did he helped out with the directing and of the sort of like the the English versions of Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Tales from Mercy and Ponyo and um so he's like hugely involved in in Studio Ghibli coming to the coming to the West mm-hmm. and being translated and, and, you know, like um, properly turned into something that, that Westerners would understand. Yeah. Um, and he obviously made, you know, he was involved in a lot of the Pixar movies. Um, so this is like one of the, some of the comparisons of uh, um, the characters in, um, in this movie are the, um, the little small guy, Mr. Kurokawa, mm-hmm. um, is similar to the character of the little tiny boss from The Incredibles. Wait, the boss, or are you talking about Edna? Is it, or maybe it's Edna. I'm sure there's a little, um, uh, yeah, a, a little guy in, in The Incredibles. No, I think, I think you're talking about Edna, the little, um, she makes the super suits. Maybe. No, 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 no. There's another guy. There is another guy who's a little tiny kind of like guy dressed in a suit. Um, and he's called Mr. Huff, Huff. Um, okay. and he is the he's the, the he's the boss of the factory, not of the of the office. Oh, the insurance company. He's not like, yeah, the insurance company. He's he's the guy who's the he's a little tiny boss. Uh, but yeah, he's very like very grey face and everything like that. Mm. Um, and then um, and then the the other comparison is um, in Ratatouille. You've got Chef Gusto. Who, um, who you could kind of, who's, who's this imaginary character who, um, who the guy, who, well, you know, the rat kind of like, or who the kid thinks about and sees and has conversations with, yeah. which is very similar to Caproni, um, who um, Jiro goes and sees in his dreams, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I thought that was quite cool that there's, um, there's obviously that, uh, like, inspiration that both guys have taken from each other you know like this john lasseter has taken huge inspiration from um seeing Miyazaki's movies and you know like um a lot of pixar movies are 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 good because he's seen what Miyazaki has done with ghibli movies and taken from that and then so it's nice to then see that there's a sort of like an homage in this where he's obviously Miyazaki's seen some of the things that that lasseter's done and and taking them on into this movie. Yeah. Was there anything about this that you didn't like? Uh, I suppose it would have been great if it wasn't quite so sad. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, just when, when you know, um, uh, Satomi dies, you know, like, and uh, you're watching it and you're just like, you know what, you know, a sanatorium and is and, you know, TB is 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 virtually incurable, 
It's just that nobody gets it these days because they're all immunized from it. Yeah. So, you know, like that's why we don't really suffer from TV these days. But mm-hmm. it's fucking awful, like awful thing to, to deal with. And so many people had it like, you know, back back at the turn of the century. Yeah. Um, I think, what do they call it? In, in the West, they call it the consumption, I think they call it. Um, but I mean, you know, like just outside our, our town, we've got an old hospital that it's like a private hospital. But back in the day, it used to be a sanatorium. And there's lots of pine trees around here that, you know, they believe that if you went out and sat, you know, outside um, in the pine trees, you get all the pine kind of fumes on the air and it would be good for your, for your chest. And it would yeah. help to sort of like help to improve but i mean that's total bollocks <laughs> it no. doesn't yeah but but that's why you see her like um satomi outside in the, that kind of like you know like um the cold atmosphere i was like that doesn't seem like a, a good thing to be doing if you're sick being out in the yeah, cold but, but that, like... that was one of the that was one of the solutions that they actually had that you know like for for tuberculosis because it was all to do with your, your you know your, your lungs and everything they wanted to try and get fresh air in there because they thought it would would help you oh. so you'd go out into the cold yeah and again this is why this movie is so fucking good because it it it's they don't like they don't scrimp on on the you know the detail there they they have done their research they know you know like this is what would have happened mm-hmm. in these sanatoriums and everything so yeah that that was sad i'm trying to think of other sort of negatives that i anything I think I was just so it it was such a ro- roller coaster of emotion emotions and mm-hmm. there was always so much detail going on. There wasn't there wasn't a huge amount. I didn't feel like at any point like the like the animation kind of died away. That I really enjoyed that. Yeah, all the way through. It, one thing I noted actually whilst watching Akira, actually, funnily enough, just going back to this cinema experience where. Like the first bit of Akira is like absolutely stunning. Like they, you see, it put so much detail into everything. And there was a bit later on in the movie where they're they're descending on a on a massive lift and they're all putting like coats on because they're down right down there. Everything's sort of like frozen. Um, and when they're putting the coats on, I was kind of like, yeah, it looks like they've kind of scrimped a little bit here. You know, like earlier in the movie, if I'd seen them do that put a coat on you'd have seen the coat like the brand name on the coat or the you know detail on the coat and here it looked like they'd skipped a few frames just to get the the coat on you know yeah and i just didn't i didn't notice anything in this movie they really kind of just rinsed this movie with detail really it was really nice 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 but yeah no uh, like i said i give this one a five out of five tortoise um i really just like the I just like the storytelling and how detailed it was and how like we progressed through time. So you saw mm. changes, you saw like again, you know, in the very like first little couple of scenes, you know, you, you didn't really see many cars, you know, it was a lot more people like on bikes and and pulling carts and stuff. But mm. as it progresses, as he gets older, you see a lot more like then it's like steam trains and stuff like that. But then you get to like modern technology and you start to see like they had the telephones um mm. and just like using new rivers Do you know what i noticed uh, what i really enjoyed actually i'm just thinking of like certain scenes when 
when they're showing the riveted metal bits of like plane mm-hmm. um as they're building the planes and you just you i was looking at it going jesus that is so so much detail in these pictures that is so nice you know yeah. <laughs> that was i was yeah i was quite kind of like taken aback by that all of the the detail from them you know they could have drawn a, just a, a a metal sheet but no they've they've included all of those rivets and and his idea about those rivets that have kind of like flush um where he came up with that i thought that was really cool as well mm. to sort of aid to, to stop the wind from um what's the word um what is it wind drag or whatever yeah yeah that was cool no it was very good man like again um yeah man again it's just I just like the fact that even though, because this was meant to be his last film that he did before um, Hayao Miyazaki retired, and obviously later on he came back in 2017 to do another film. Um, but again, as we progress with these Studio Ghibli films, the quality of storytelling just is consistent. Like, oh well, uh, yeah, I, I wonder. So this is what uh, next one. The next one was 2014, which is when Marnie was there. Mm-hmm. Um, did he actually do that? No, the director of that was um, Hiromasa Yonobayashi. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if Miyazaki was involved in that. Uh, so are you thinking about a different one in 2017? So, let me go back to the Wikipedia. Oh, just lost it. Um, what is, where is it? I just said it like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, Why can I not find this? Oh yeah, it was the final film directed by Miyazaki before his time in September 2013. However, in 2007, Miyazaki announced he had come out of retirement to direct How Do You Live? Which is oh. which is not even out oh, yet. It hasn't it's, come out yet. It's, it's meant to be released in 2023. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, we can't wait for that. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so we should be in for a in- treat. This isn't the this isn't the one that's in gonna be in three D, is it? Uh, I do not know. I didn't really click on a link just then. No, uh, because I'm. Oh no, it's called Earwig and the Witch. That's that's the one that's supposed to be yeah, like another Studio Ghibli one in in and it's it looks like it's in three D. Okay. I don't I don't know how much I like the look of it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you know what? Something um something that I. Uh, this is an interesting kind of look on life and how we perceive things, you know, and how, how media can really influence us. Um, mm. I've, I grew up, you know, learning about the atomic bomb and, you know, like how it got dropped, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki and, um, you know, what happened. Yeah. And I grew up with the sort of the, the learning being taught that uh, the, the USA basically dropped it on the, Drop these atomic bombs on on Japan um, to essentially to save lives, to because more people would have died if they hadn't done that. If they yeah. tried to in, continue the war, if they could try to invade, you know, and it would have been very messy. Know, it was a. Do, do you know? That, yeah, that's, that's what I was sort of. It would have been very messy because basically the, the Japanese had the ideology of basically never quit, never surrender. So yeah, they now, would have just listen, kept on going. That, so that's that's what we've been taught, right? This this ideology, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, watching this movie um, from you know of uh, the wind rises, yeah. it's it's a sort of like a, a historical drama 
it is fictional, but it tells a very different story about the Japanese mentality and how, just like in any other country, just because the government says something or, or acts in a certain way doesn't mean that's the way that the whole country believes that they should act. Yeah. And how, you know, like there was a lot, a huge number of people in Japan who just, who didn't want to, didn't support the, what, what the, you know, what the, the government was doing and didn't want conflict and war. They wanted peace. And it makes me wonder once again, is this, is this media just, is this the, you know, like the world being told by America, yes, we did it just because it would save lives because of Japan's nature. But whereas actually there was a huge number of people in Japan that were totally un, un, not up for it, you know. Uh, it, it makes me wonder. I, I don't know what the, the answer is. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes my it makes me think, and I, I like that. I like the... I like seeing japan in different ways you know like it mm. it almost makes it more familiar and you look at it and you go yeah they're just you know they they might have a different culture but they're just like you and me they're just like you know like and these characters in these movies tell you that they're so relatable aren't they yeah and yet definitely. japanese culture and and western culture are just so they're miles apart mm -hmm. and there's so much culture in japan that just doesn't make sense to westerners yeah so i think that's what I think they've done a bloody good job in this movie of making it completely relatable to the way that um, people in the West think, yeah. which is such a such an achievement. Mm. But again, that kind of tells the story of Miyazaki, where he has looked at, at the West and just taken so much from that he's been enthralled by the likes of I I Italy and um, different places, you know, France and, and places in 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 the West. Um, and he's built them into his movies and it's almost like this relationship and then the more movies that have been built and made the more there's this interconnected feel with the movies they're more and more relatable to people to, to the west yeah. even though they're made in japan it's yeah. bloody awesome no definitely um what is our next and final netflix studio ghibli film i know you said it yeah. earlier Yep, it is called When Marnie Was There. Okay, so next week we're going to be reviewing When Marnie Was There. Guys, I have hope you have enjoyed this episode. Hopefully we're going to start going back to recording on a regular basis, but again, that's all going to be down to work, guys. So I hope you enjoyed. Stevie, thank you once again for letting me talk anime with you. Uh, Dude, the, the feeling is mutual. And I'm sorry I chat so much shit. <laughs> nah, it's all good, it's all good. All right, then. Guys, thanks for listening. Stevie, say bye to the people. Bye, people. Alright, guys. Bye-bye now.